and that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. Whether you're listening to a radio station across the country or as a podcast around the world, again, we certainly couldn't be here without you. Now, today I'm bringing on Brian Keene, who was an incredible interview. I had an absolute blast. I feel like sometimes you have connections with guests that really make the show so much better, and this is definitely one of them. Brian is a fitness expert himself. He's an entrepreneur. He's an author. He's doing all kinds of different things, and this conversation might blow you away. So get excited. Now, Brian is a former professional fitness model. He's a former athlete. He's done online fitness programs, and he's really he calls himself an Irish fitness entrepreneur, and we actually exchanged pictures. I'm up here in Canada, and he said he's in Ireland there, and it was all green everywhere. So I said, well, send me a picture. So he sent me a picture of green, and then I sent him a picture of white in the snow. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. But Brian's coming on to talk about holistic wellness and how you can improve your health in a number of different ways. Mindset is something that he specializes in. We talk about morning routines. There's so many takeaways here. I know you're going to love it. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. On... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. We have Brian Keene with us, as you heard in the introduction, so I can't wait to get into the show. Welcome to the show, Brian. Drew, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to get rocking. Yeah, this is going to be a blast. Brian, tell me where you are right now. Uh, I was just saying, as uh, just before we went live, that I am in the west of Ireland in the middle of a valley um, looking over just a sea of green. Um, it's where I grew up. I moved away. I lived in California for a year. I lived in London for four years. And now I literally live in the west of Ireland with about 200 people in my village. It's incredible. <laughs> and what is it like going from, well, where were you in California? I was in Berkeley. I was working with Berkeley University. I was teaching soccer over there. Um, and then I moved to London after for four years. So between California and London, it's a, a bit of a change of scenery to be back <laughs> home again. So I love it. So what is it like going from a bunch of people to <laughs> no people? <laughs> uh, it's funny because had you asked me when I was younger, when I was 17, 18, I was like, I want to go away. I want to go to the States. I want to go to Canada. I want to go to the UK with his people. And I loved it at the time. And then as I got older, um, I turned 30 later last, late last year. Um, and I've got a daughter. She's two now. And... It, it, it's funny how your priorities change as you get older. And uh, now I love the fact that it's quiet and there's nature and like my internet doesn't even always work. It'll work for this. <laughs> we're fine. We're covered. But uh, there's days when it doesn't always work. And, and, and a part of me loves that having came from the rustle and bustle of even California where I learned so much. Um, and I probably molded a lot of my fitness journey. But 
I love the fact now that there's quietness and there's green. Um, yeah, I wouldn't change it for anything. Very cool. I think we have some like, a bit of a similar story. I traveled for 10 years. I was all over the world. And for whatever reason, I kept get. I was always drawn back to where I grew up. And um, it's just very interesting. I, I have I do spend time other in other parts of the world, California being one of them. But again, for some reason, I'm always drawn back to, to where I grew up. And I've talked to other people that it, have a similar story, too. So I think that there's something there's really something that draws us back to where we grew up, a, a, an environment that we're used to. Friends, family is probably something inside of us that just says it's you got to come back. <laughs> It's so funny. It's like an internal compass that just you just seem to navigate back towards home. It's incredible. Yeah, you can't get away from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brian, how did you start out in the fitness world or, or what, what brought you to where we are today? So my background in fitness was I grew up playing sport. So I know like yourself with your, with your baseball background from the age of since I was able to walk, I used to play, I played Gaelic football, which is the national sport in Ireland. Um, it's kind of like a combination between basketball, American football, um, and soccer, basically. It's like a combination of those three sports. And I played that since I was able to walk. And it brought me into the fitness lifestyle very, very early. And basically, I joined the gym. I started lifting weights when I was 13, trying to get stronger for sport. Um, and it kind of fed into that. My 16th birthday present was a gym membership. My mum bought it for me for my birthday. Um, and from there, I've been lifting weights and training consistently for you know the last 17 years. I've traveled the world as a professional fitness model. I went down that route for a few years. I was a competitive bodybuilder. Um, now I do marathons and ultramarathons. I'm running the Marathon de Sabla um, actually in the next three weeks which is a 256 kilometer run through the sahara desert in morocco and um, so i have that is the next thing on my card so it just a bit of everything i love training i love fitness and um, i love how it has helped shape my life and now seeing it with the clients and the people that i work with um how it can how everything changes when you're able to build in the discipline that fitness gives you how your energy levels improve how your mind and focus and mental health improves and how it shows up in all areas of your life so it's uh it's one of the reasons that i love it so much which i'm sure you've seen yourself and with people that you know listen to the show i'm sure they resonate in the same way do you have a morning routine brian yeah i right now my morning routine is it took me about six to 12 months to really hone it in right um, I get up at 5 a.m. every morning and I don't touch anything reactive for the first hour of the day. I had this really bad habit of going on to Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it was first thing in the morning. So now my first hour of the day is completely focused on just taking that hour to kind of gather my thoughts and write a journal. In five minute journal, I write the things I'm grateful for to try and just prime my mind for being more focused on the things that I have as opposed to the things that I don't. Um, and it kind of sets me up for the day. I normally 
consuming or I'll read as well first thing in the morning with whatever it is that's most important to me at that moment in time. Right now, I'm doing a lot of stuff with my work and business. So it's normally some form of business book that I'm consuming and it frames me up for the day. And then I have my first meal um, and then I start doing my creative task. So either writing, um, I'm working on my second book now. So writing first thing in the morning for two hours and then I check my social media, my DMs and start doing the rest of my reactive work. So my morning routine is basically get up at 5 a.m., have that hour to just do my gratitude journal, read, consume a podcast or audiobook or read, as I said, read a physical book. Um, and then I do my creative writing or podcasting or whatever it is that's creative in the morning. And then I check emails, DMs on messages. And then my rest of the day kind of rolls from there. Tell me about your gratitude journal. I use the five minute journal. So it took me a while to figure out what worked best for me because I'm from Ireland, born and bred, apart from my time away. And again, California helped me so much on this because I grew up, as I said, in a small little village. There's only 200 people in my village. And when we had this gratitude thought process, it's seen as a little bit woo-woo in a small village. And people are like, all right, that's not, none of that stuff works. <laughs> but for me, when I start my day by being grateful and writing down the things I'm grateful for, and sometimes they're really small, like, you know, the fact that I get to wake up in the morning, that I get to choose to wake up at 5 a.m., even though I'm tired, my whole day is set up off my routine and whatever it is that I want to achieve that day. I it focuses my mind on for the rest of the day on all the amazing things that I have as opposed to the things that I don't. And this is just a, probably a bit of a negative personality trait that I have myself where I'm constantly striving and trying to get to the next thing, to the next thing, the next book, the next program, the next appearance. And I sometimes stop and can't focus for the things that I have that are so amazing in my life. And the gratitude journal helps me just stay balanced and focus on the things that I do have as opposed to constantly striving for the things that I don't. Very cool. I have a similar type of uh, routine, but uh, I meditate for a few minutes on gratitude. The first thing that I wake up when I wake up and it, you know what? It, it kind of trains your brain and, and I didn't really notice it until I started doing it consistently, but throughout the day or in the evening, sometimes I wake up and I'm a bit groggy, like just woke up and I, my mind just automatically starts to think about what I'm grateful for, which is kind of crazy. Isn't it amazing? Like, as you said, Drew, when you start doing that and it becomes automatic, your mind just goes there subconsciously. Like, it's incredible. What time do you get up in the morning? Do you Are you an early bird, Drew, or do you get up later in the day? How, how do you? I'm a 5.30 guy. 5.30. So I got 30, no. I got 30 minutes on you. <laughs> well, I guess you got 30 minutes on me. <laughs> Time difference though. We're fine. We're covered. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you about your meal. What kind of breakfast do you have in the morning? So I normally start my day with the green shake. So I make my own shake, which has a little bit of everything in it. Um, I use rice protein. So I, I gave up whey protein and just dairy in general a few years ago, and it's helped just everything. Uh, my energy levels, my gush inflammation, everything. So I make a shake which normally has rice protein, normally a little bit of colostrum in there, some raw cacao, some raw maca, um, some super greens, some flax seeds, just a little bit of everything um, that sets me up for the day. Particularly when I've got creative work, I find if I have a meal at that time, 
I'm not as focused. It's something to do with my digestion. It's obviously just not that good at that time in the morning, and it's always been that way. Um, so when I have something liquid like that, it, um, I, I feel so much clearer mentally set up for the rest of the day. What about you? How, how Do you do anything in the morning? Or do you have a breakfast, or do you have a first meal, or how do you do it? Yeah, well, you know, I start out with a kombucha in the morning. Nice. So I brew my own. I'm a I'm a fanatic. They're all over the house. <laughs> oh, I got to get your recipe. I've been trying to brew kombucha, Drew, and I've been failing epically. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll set you up. I'm your guy. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so first thing set. I uh, first thing is kombucha in the morning. That's the first thing that goes in my body, and I think that just gets my stomach ready for uh, digestion, digesting food. Um, from there, I brew tea. And I uh, have a nice, uh, nice combination of reishi mushroom tea with uh, garlic, or sorry, garlic. Um, I'm thinking about my. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a bit extreme, extreme now, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about my plate that I grate my I grate my garlic on the same plate that I grate my ginger and turmeric on. So that's where it came from. But ginger and turmeric tea with reishi mushroom. Then I throw a little bit of pu'er tea, black tea. And then a green tea mixture, and that's my super tea to get me going in the morning. And then I have a green smoothie, so green smoothie with just vegetables. So uh, again, ginger, turmeric for anti-inflammatory and immune system purposes. I throw in cucumber um, and celery; those are a staple. Then I throw in some parsley, cilantro, and a little cayenne pepper to give you give me a little kick in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my morning routine. Then I have bre- right right after that, I'll have a breakfast, and then I'm all, I'm all set for my day. What do you have for breakfast? Do you do you don't include the green smoothie, obviously, as your breakfast? No, I, I would I wouldn't. I I usually have homemade granola, so uh, that's my go-to. Sometimes it's sometimes it's rolled oats. I really enjoy a mixture of granola, so that's a super easy recipe. Sometimes I throw some peanut butter in there and it's, it's just a bunch of oats and, uh, I put in honey or or maple syrup to a little sweeten it or or to bind it as well. And then I bake that in the oven. When it comes out, I'll throw in a mixture of goji berries. I chop up nuts and seeds, hemp seeds, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. And, uh, that's, it's fantastic. I love it. And every once in a while I'll go off, I'll go off for like a week or two. I'll just get lazy making it. And I come back to it and I'm like, and then I'm like, why did I leave you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Cause you're just like, why, why would I ever not have this in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So yeah, that's, that's how I get my day going. So it's awesome. It's very cool that we have, it sounds like we have a similar, similar strategy to go about life. And it sounds like you're you're happy and it sounds like you're full of energy and I that's why I went to morning routine because I think that successful people and I mean successful in different areas especially around life and, and happiness and energy it comes from the morning we got to start right when we get up 100% because I found for me because it's funny because I'm not naturally a morning person like if you had told me 10 years ago that we'd be comparing 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting up at 8 or 8.30 and I'm going to be fine. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's funny because what happens, I, I spoke about this actually in, in recent podcasts that I recorded myself, a solo one, that what I find one of the two biggest things that changed in my life over the last couple of years was, was one, obviously, reading more books um, and consuming a lot of audiobooks. But the second was getting up earlier in the morning 
because it was setting up my entire day. And what was happening to me, and again, uh, hopefully a couple of people listening will resonate with this, but what was happening for me, and I, it was nearly subconscious, but I was always chasing the day. So if, even if I got up at 7 or 7.30, I felt like I was chasing the day the whole time. Whereas now when I get up earlier, taking that morning to just set myself up, taking that hour in the morning to just set my day up, um, I find everything is so much easier. Um, and as a result, my stress levels are down. I'm not constantly running around chasing my tail. Um, and as a result, I probably have more energy. I have more energy now than I've ever had. Um, and I, I do way more now than I've ever done. Um, and I put a lot of it down, as you said, to, to, to getting and setting up the day right. Yeah, and it makes such a big difference. I think we all know what it's like when you wake up in the morning and you're late. <laughs> and you're oh, it's horrible. It's a, it's the worst thing because it's not just you're late for some, for that first appointment. You're late for the entire day. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just I always say like feel the you know what the it's the exact opposite feeling like when you ru- rush around and you're late and you know your whole day's thrown off. Think about the exact opposite and getting ahead of the day like you mentioned there, Brian, and and feeling like you're proactive and everything is already set in place and you know what you're doing that's why i think it's so important to have these morning routines we're talking about yeah i can't recommend it more and and anyone that's listening that's like oh i don't know if i want to get up you don't have to get up at 5 a.m like it's just even taking 20 minutes or 30 minutes earlier than you normally would and setting your alarm and getting up that 20 or 30 minutes i was a 10 alarm guy like i was the guy that set an alarm for five past seven ten past seven 7.15, 7.20, like I had 10 alarms and I was hitting snooze the whole time. <laughs> and when you just said it 20 minutes earlier, it just, as you said, allows you to get pro- proactive about the day and you're not chasing it. That has made, from personal experience, an unbelievable difference in my life and compounded over the last few years. Um, I couldn't recommend it more to anybody as you're saying, Drew. Brent, tell me about running a bit. You mentioned that you're getting into more running. And again, I feel like we we're, we're similar here as well. That uh, I feel like as I'm getting older, running interests me a little bit. I kind of make myself do it. But um, yeah, <laughs> tell me about your experience and what you have going on here. Well, Drew, you took the words out of my mouth because the reason I run is because I hate to run. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because I signed up for this marathon, the Sabla. It's called the Marathon of the Sands. So it's. 256 kilometers self-sufficient for six days in the Sahara Desert. So you got to carry your food. You got to carry everything that you need for six days. Um, and it's marathons followed three marathons back to back, followed by an ultra marathon, followed by a marathon and a finish. Oh my and my, I ran my first marathon in January. So um, <laughs> I... The reason I signed up for that was... This is one of the reasons that I love fitness so much was because when I heard about the Marathon de Sabla first. I was at a, a Tony Robbins event. I was at Tony Robbins' Business Mastery and I met a friend of mine who's now a friend from Dubai and he was telling me about this race and I was like, oh my God. I was like, that sounds insane. And my initial thought was, I don't know if I can do that. And because I hadn't had that thought and that self-created limitation in so long, I signed up that night. I literally was like, right, here's my deposit, put it down. And I was like, I'll figure out a way. I'll find a way to run. My first workout drew at the end of August, I did a two kilometer run, which is you know just over a mile. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I was like, 
I was like, oh my God, what am I after signing up for? I was like, <laughs> on the treadmill. I was, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm after signing up for this run. But now I'm running, you know, half marathons, you know, every day. I'm doing them back to back now. And then I do a marathon once a week just to kind of my own, I do it myself. I don't sign up just in my own training. And it's funny because that's why I love fitness so much because regardless of what your goal is, you may not want to run, you know, 256 kilometers through the Sahara Desert in Morocco. You know, it may be, you know, getting better for your sport. It may be dropping a couple of dress sizes. It may be adding half an inch onto your arms. It's relative. And when you start attacking these things that make you feel uncomfortable, that you're not sure, can I do that? it starts translating into all areas of your life because for me, and I'll use myself because you're probably your own best example, and now that I'm nearly at the time for this race and I'm running, you know, 100 kilometers comfortably every week, and that once upon a time to me, even, you know, at the end of August last year, I would have looked at that number and be like, there is no way I can run 100 kilometers in a week. No way, no chance, can't do it. And now it makes me question every area of my life when I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I have to pull myself and realize maybe that's not true. Maybe that's just a story I've told myself, you know, and I realize that all those limitations are self-created and fitness works as an actual representation for how you do everything in life. That's why I love it. You probably had it when you were playing, you know, professional baseball, you know, when you're hitting targets and you're going for the next one, going for the next one, you're constantly seeing where the limit is. It's it's one of the reasons that I love running now because I don't love running, if that makes sense. <laughs> and it makes me do the things that I don't want to do. Um, and as a result, it shows up in all areas of my life because now you're having the conversations that you don't want to have, that you know you need to have, or you're doing the things in your personal relationships that you really don't want to do, but you know you're going to be stronger because you do it. And running now has given me kind of a, a, a tangible reference point for lean into the things that you're not comfortable doing um, and start questioning all your limitations because a lot of them are also have created or, or from what I found from my experience so uh, I'm on that running kick now so <laughs> <laughs> very cool what I'm interested to know what stands out in your mind or what's the first thing that comes to your mind if I said what other limitations has running showed you that's not really a limitation. It's just part of your was part of your mindset. For me, it was the really going past the point of when you hit that wall. So anyone that's listening and you're you do a lot of running now as well, Drew. When you hit that wall, which is I think it's it's a runner's term. We use it in all areas, but when you hit the wall, where you're like, I'm done. I just, I can't do this anymore. You know, you're two kilometers into a run or you're 10 kilometers into a run or 20 kilometers into a run and you're like, I, you just hit that wall. And when you push past that wall and you get this new lease of life completely and you feel, for me, when I, I did my first marathon in January, uh, I did the Dubai marathon. I flew out to Dubai um, and I ran it in a hoodie and a backpack to just try and prepare myself for the heat for the Sahara Desert. And at about 30 kilometers in, I hit the wall and I'm like, there is no way I can get to this 42. I was like, I'm done. And there was about five kilometers there where I was like, I don't know if I can finish this. I don't know if I can do this. And then when I hit 35 kilometers, I got this second wind. And 
when I got to the finish line, I'm like, I could do another marathon. I was like, I feel amazing. <laughs> and that's kind of how I've started, it started showing up in other areas of your life. When you push past that wall, that uncomfortable position that you're and it, and it goes for a while, you know, where you're leaning into your job or work or relationship or, you know, you're with your kids or whatever it is where you're you're struggling and there's resistance. But when you just keep pushing through, you get this unbelievable new lease of life out the other side that you feel you can just keep going. Um, and that's probably the main physical representation of what running has given me, that hitting the wall and how it's showing up in all areas of my life and how you're literally, not even that you're pushing through and you're like, oh, I'm here. You end up getting a new lease of energy completely. You end up pushing past it and you feel so much better and you start coming out the other side and you, you're, you're, you're more energetic than you were when you started. Um, I'm not sure if you've had that experience, but... When, what about you, Drew? When you've hit the wall running, have you ever found that you get the second wind and you feel you can just keep going? Yeah, I think I'm sure it's different for everyone. But when I when I run and I hit like you, you get to that stage where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just want to quit and walk home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the I feel like it and I feel like it's an athlete mindset. I don't know if if uh, someone that didn't grow up with sports would have it, maybe they would. But for me, it feels like everything shuts off. You get to a point where it's just unlimited misery in every way possible, especially I found, find this in running like my, in, in not, no other sport. And I've, I've played many for years, but no other sport than my hips or knees ache. And I'm just so miserable. I want it to be over with. So I feel like there's a point where my mind turns off and everything goes away. There's, there's no pain. There's no running. It's just everything is gone and you're still running and you almost don't even know you're running. And then that's when I feel like I, I hit my stride and, and I feel like I could run forever. I love that feeling like that runner's high that comes like, it's just, you feel like you're on a cloud when you get to that point. Um, and again, it's funny because it's relative. I, I now it might take longer. Some people get it after, you know, two kilometers. Some get it after 10. But as you said, getting to that point, and I have a lot of friends that didn't grow up with sports and who took up running, and that's what keeps them going. It's the, it's funny because, you know, as someone as successful as you are in all the areas that you're in and, and past and current, that it's what you're doing every day. And when you start to love the process and you start to enjoy and you start linking that pleasure from running that high that you feel you can keep going when you start to get that it starts to become part of your habits and routine and what you do every day and that's the kind of key for long-term success um you know i love the buddha quote that you know how can you be happy on the journey at the destination if you're not happy on the journey and every time we're doing a run and you start linking the pleasure of the way you'll feel to it it just becomes habitual then and before you know it you're running three times a week um, or five times a week or seven times a week and you just feel better you feel healthier um, and again that looks different for every person but it sounds like you, you've kind of got into that as well if I'm if I'm understanding right well not I'm not quite at your level not well I'm not even close <laughs> I'll, I'll completely go relative, though. completely <laughs> relative like, you know? but but I know what you mean yeah I I, I I enjoy that I enjoy the success or the feeling of success when you push past and you you know you don't want to do it from the beginning kind of like a cold shower I'm sure you've had done, <laughs> done some cold water therapy or sat in an ice tub and yeah. uh, you know you don't want to do it and it's going to be painful but once you push past 
and, and you feel that high that you're talking about and then it's over with and you're like wow I, I'm I, I accomplished that I did that and all the things that said that I didn't want to do it or that maybe I couldn't do it I got past that and and that feeling I I think is what makes me continue to push through tough workouts or tough runs or, or long distance things that I'd rather not want to do. <laughs> Brian, I'm almost sad that this interview is coming to an end. <laughs> hey, me too. This has been awesome. I could talk for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I experienced that in, in the seven years we've been on air. So thank you so much. It's been an absolute blast. Brian, I want to give you a couple minutes here. Tell us about your book, maybe your website, anything you want to share with our audience in case they want more information about you. Awesome, man. Drew, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a blast. And uh, for anyone that wants any more information on me, uh, you can check out my podcast, which is the Brian Keane Fitness Podcast, and uh, my weekly episodes with guests and solo where there's questions and answers coming in. Uh, my book, The Fitness Mindset, uh, which was eight weeks on the Amazon bestseller list, is available on everywhere online. Uh, my website, BrianKeenFitness.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, I'm on all the social media channels. You can literally just put my name into Google. So hopefully, um, if anybody wants to check me out, or hopefully I can try and provide value from my other platforms as well after this. Um, but Drew, thank you so much again for having me on. This was awesome. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much, Brian. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and sticking around till the end. I hope you enjoyed that that interview as much as I did. So much great information from Brian. I just want to let you know all past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. So if you ever miss your show, you can go back and check them out there. We also have a free app you can download on any Apple device so you can download the show and take it with you wherever you go. And you can find more details as to what we have going on at trueformlife.com where we do our meal planning, grocery shopping lists, at-home fitness routines, and more. I'm going to leave you with that. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.